Welcome back, everybody. Louisiana Men's Basketball Live with Bob Marlin. Let me uh, go ahead and correct what I said. I said the Cajuns would be playing against Louisiana Tech on Sunday. That game is actually on Saturday. Um, and it will be a 6 o'clock game, and it will be the only 6 o'clock start that the Cajuns will have on Saturday because with the, the new scheduling this year uh, and playing conference games on Friday and Saturday, the Saturday games will start at 4 p.m., so that way, whoever the visitors uh, are can uh, go ahead and uh, get on the bus and head home. So that's uh, something that fans will get used to as we go along. But uh, it will be a 6 o'clock game this coming Saturday. Coach Bob Marlin is uh, with us. Uh, two wins the last two games before we break those down. Want to uh, congratulate your big man, Theo Wakuba, is the Louisiana Sports Writers Association Player of the Week in the state of Louisiana, and he's become Mr. Double-Double early in the season. He's done a really good job, Jay. Really proud of him and had a great game against Baylor. Felt like he should have been the Sunbelt Conference Player of the Week against for his efforts against Baylor, the number one team in the country. It didn't miss a shot. Had a double-double in that game. And uh, then he certainly played very well uh, New Orleans also last week and, and then against LSUS. But, yeah, big honor for Theo. And uh, he'll, he'll be the first to tell you it's a team thing, but uh, he's really done a good job for us. Well, usually if you have individuals that get honored, it means your team is doing well. And uh, that was uh, certainly the case because you won these two games this past week. You know, when when it was announced that he was transferring from Portland, I think a lot of people were curious as to what he was going to look like. And you talked about how about his that he would be able to protect the rim, that he would be a good rebounder, and he certainly has been both of those things. I'm going to tell you the thing that I love about the guy. He's an excellent free throw shooter. And a lot of times you get those big guys that go to the line, and, and, and if they're shooting 60%, they're doing well. But he's been outstanding from the free throw line so far. He's done a really nice job, Jay. And if you had looked at his Portland stats, you'd be really impressed because he shot poorly from the free throw line his two years at Portland. He's worked on it. Uh, Coach Morris worked with him this summer and lined him up and got him in a new routine. It's been very successful. And then Coach Crow has worked with him every day before and after practice on some offensive things, and it's really paying off. Well, he has, um, he's only shooting about 80% from the field so far. He takes good shots for stuff. Uh, there's just a lot to like about that young man. Yeah, and the, and the best thing about all this, Jay, is he is a uh, wonderful human being. I mean, he's a great young man, and uh, been a, he's a quiet team leader uh, for us, and uh, we, we really are, are excited he's here, and uh, I'm excited to see how far he can take his game. All right, you're three games into this. Tell me, first of all, what pleases you about what you've seen about this team so far? Well, that we were coming together as a group. I think Theo's a big part of that. And defensively, we played uh, poor against Baylor, uh, but we played uh, really good, I thought, at times against New Orleans, especially the second half. And then we played good defense the second half against uh, LSUS, too, when we had to have it. So I like the way we defended and then, and then also shared the ball. We haven't shot it as well as we'd like, uh, turned it over a few too many times. But uh, I do like the fact that we're playing well defensively, we're sharing it, and we're making free throws as a group again, Jay. It's something that every game we've outscored our opponent uh, from the free throw line. Well, you've, uh, you're shooting over 70% from the line again, uh, and that's something that uh, I think fans are kind of getting used to. 
with your teams, because I want to say this is about the fourth or fifth year in a row that you've been good as a team from the free throw line. A lot of basketball left to be played, but there's no reason to believe that your team won't be a good free throw shooting team. Certainly hope we can maintain it. I, I feel confident that we can, and uh, it's something that we work on, and we obviously try to score when the clock stops. So big part of our offensive game. You know, I know that you're not happy with the, the, the shooting that you've had from the perimeter because you have better shooters than, than what you've shown. But, you know, so far that's really been a struggle beyond the arc. You're, you know, hitting about 25%. Yeah, it's uh, frustrating because we do have good shooters. We work at it hard every day. We had a great shooting practice this morning, came back this afternoon and shot it well again. So I'm looking for uh, a game coming up here pretty soon, maybe maybe the two this week where we can make double-figure threes and shoot a really good percentage. Well, you've had, um, you've had teams that haven't been afraid to fire it up. Uh, you know, Baylor hit, I want to say, 15 of them. LSU Shreveport shot 31 of them uh, in the game the other day. So you know, the, the opponents haven't been afraid to go ahead and shoot it. And, you know, at some point in time, they're going to have nights when they're going to make a lot of them. And, and if that happens, then you need to make a lot of them too. Yeah, and, that, and that's what happened. Uh, uh, the Baylor game, they made 15, as you said, Jay, and they shot it kind of like Desmond Bain did last year at TCU. They just made everything in that game. And, uh, you know, there's, there's a reason they've got two guards that were in a draft and pulled their names out, but very good shooting team. L LSUS is attempting 32 a night. They shot 31. You know they're going to make some. they got good shooters, and uh, they made seven in the first half. In the second half, we slowed them down a little bit, and that was key for us to come by. You know, I, um, I, I want to stop and, and, and just say how happy I am for Kadavian Evans, a young man who started his career here with some injury issues um, wound up with a medical hardship and got his degree here uh, and then uh, has had an opportunity to, to finally get on the court. And, you know, when, when you've been playing this game all your life and it's taken it away from you for a while, to be able to get it back has got to be a great feeling. And he had, a, he had a, a nice game the other night. He's a good little player, and uh, I'm just glad he's getting a chance to play. Yeah, I am too, Jay, and I'm, I'm going to share this with the group. I don't normally do this, but this afternoon at 2.06, I got a text. Uh, Coach, what's up? It's KD. Thanks uh, for everything and for holding my ring for me. That meant a lot. So Coach Murphy had held his championship ring. They had been in touch, and he waited till he came here. He was on the 17-18 team that won the conference in runaway fashion. Uh, told him that you know, sorry we didn't get to talk afterwards. Good job and keep it up. Really proud of you. And he said, I got you, Coach. I appreciate it. Good luck the rest of the way. So he's going to get a master's degree at LSUS this, this spring. He's really worked at it and uh, had a medical issue with us, Jay. Remember he had a bad, right. had had a a bad, bad back, back mm -hmm. and, and he couldn't play, and he was ruled medical hardship, and he couldn't play Division One basketball anywhere else, and he goes to NAI school. They called me, and we, BJ sent the forms to their trainer and a lot of discussions, and he got cleared by the doctors to play, and, and uh, what a great thing because he's a, he's a good person, good player, good student, uh, and uh, we knew that he was going to come at us the other night, and he certainly had a really good first half. Jacoby Gordon finally saw his first action uh, for the Cajuns in the game against LSU Shreveport, and you know, they, they don't have a very big team, so there were matchup match issues. I think if that team had been a little bit bigger that he might have seen a little bit more action. But see him get on the court, and uh, he kind of glides. 
Yeah, he's missed some time due, due to injury. And, and uh, you know, we found out Thanksgiving Day, his foot's in a boot. He's not going to get to go with us to play the number one team in the country. And I teased him, told him he was scared of Baylor. He got well when we got back. But uh, being a Texas guy, he knows some of their players. He's done uh, good things for us, Jay. He's got a big, strong body. And he, he, he's not super fast, but he does, he does move well. And he's a really good offensive player. And he has a good understanding of what we want on the offensive end. Gives us some stability there. Brian Ayu um, is a, a young man who is a junior college transfer from Mexico. And he's been uh, – he and, he and uh, Malik Wilson have assist guys uh, so far. Um, there's a lot to like about him. And he hasn't shot it the way he's capable, and I know that that's going to come around. But there's a lot of other things about his game that are, that are really – and part of it is he's a very good passer. Yes, uh, career 40% three-point shooter, so we know he can do that. He hit some shots against Baylor. He hasn't really shot it well since, but uh, certainly capable. And he's just a winner. He makes winning plays. Jay's a good passer, as you said. He likes to get everyone involved. He has a sense about him. When Cedric needs a shot, he knows to call something for Cedric. Uh, he's, he's really starting to, to pick up on our philosophy and the way we play. So uh, excited about him. He's fun to watch. And, uh, he's getting healthy, too. Now, he had knee surgery in October, so he missed a month of practice and, and uh, came back in, in November uh, and uh, still still not 100%. I have, um, you know, I think a lot of times when, when you look at Dugay, you have a tendency to just look to see how he shot that night, and, and he's had some good nights and some not-so-good nights. But he has, uh, he's rebounded the ball extremely well. He's defended well. Uh, he's disrupted the other team. Uh, and, you know, I talked to you after the New Orleans game, and I, and, I, and I said, you know, I'm looking at these numbers, and he played better than these numbers. But he's a young man that I think's really improved since last season. Yeah, there's no doubt. And we talked about it uh, earlier uh, with, with some of the media, Jay, and some of the Zooms that we had. And, and he has improved he's at the second year in a row at the same place he feels comfortable with the system he's just like a different person last year he was unsure of himself and this year he's doing uh, so much better he had a great practice today too just like the game the other night and i was really glad the way he cleaned up on the on the glass and the numbers did show how he played against lsus but he's played hard in every game didn't didn't play great against baylor but uh, had two good games in a row, and I'm excited for Duke. I really am. Yeah, um, when he gets upset and, and he fusses, what language does he do it in? Because he only speaks five of them. Yeah, he, uh, he usually it's an English expletive that I can understand. <laughs> but he got knocked down in practice today, and, and he had a blister on his thumb pad from the other day. We dove on after a loose ball, and it was taped up. And and he fell on the floor, and he was a little bit slow to get up. One of his teammates said something, and he jumped up real quick and, and uh, was ready to go. So maybe I need to use the word they use and told him to get up. But Coach Morris talked to him a little bit in Japanese today, which was interesting. How did Coach Morris learn Japanese? He, he coached him certainly at Daytona, so he asked him a couple things that were important to him. And, and – uh, and I think it was some encouraging words, something very positive to, to make do feel at home. All right. When we uh, return, we're going to take a, a look ahead. The Generals of LSU Alexandria. Cajun's going to play them for the first time in school history. That's going to be tomorrow night. 
and then a, a team that the Cajuns have played a lot over the years, the Bulldogs of Louisiana Tech, Saturday, 6 o'clock at the Cajun Dome. When we return, we're going to get into all of that. It's Louisiana Men's Basketball Live with Bob Marlin from Learfield IMG College. Welcome back to Louisiana Men's Basketball Live with Bob Marlin. Raging Cajuns, a couple of home games this week. As a matter of fact, uh, there's no place like Dome is going to be uh, really what folks are going to be saying as the Cajuns are in the middle of a streak that's going to see them play just one road game between now and I want to say the 15th of January. So you guys are um, going to give the fans a, a whole lot of chances to see you between now and then. You've got one road game, and that's at VCU on the 18th. But other than that, you've got um, three uh, before, the, b before the holidays and then four more afterwards. So you, you've got an opportunity to showcase your team in front of the home folks, and uh, you're going to get a chance to start conference play at home, which is always a plus. Yeah, it's a nice change, isn't it? seems like we've spent uh, many a New Year's Eve in Jonesboro, Arkansas. Yeah. We're not doing that this year. No, no. <laughs> and the weather sometimes has probably been like you just experienced in Boone. Oh, my goodness. Maybe, um, maybe not that bad. But there's been plenty of snow in Jonesboro before we've been there. It's been very cold. Well, I, I remember a night, and, and it was before uh, you got here. We went up to uh, Jonesboro, and it was a weird road trip because we went from Jonesboro to Monroe to, to play a, a two games. And we were supposed to uh, spend the night – on Thursday night and then drive down to Monroe on Friday and there was an ice storm and so uh, we very very quickly went back to the hotel threw our bags in checked out and got on the road and uh, drove down as far as I think is Grenada Mississippi to, to to spend the night because if we had waited until the next morning we wouldn't have gotten out of there that's uh, a, a place that we don't want to be on New Year's Eve that's for sure we're, we're glad <laughs> for a change and start, start conference at home. Tell me a little bit about LSU Alexandria because, you know, I, I knew that LSU Shreveport is a team that was having some great success up in North Louisiana. Don't know anything about the Generals. Kind of give me a scouting report, if you will. Well, they've been really uh, good over the, over the time, Jay, that they started a program. Larry Cadero is their coach. He does an excellent job. Uh, he's a Ruston native originally. He's coached a couple different places in in the state uh it's his first uh, head coaching job he gets a lot of guys that either don't have grades or get a, that are in the state and uh their leading scorer right now is a guy that's 23 of, of uh or 26 i should say of 52 from three-point range wow he's averaging 20 20 plus a game and like Kadavian, he played for us for a while his name's jordan atabutu he's a walk-on and uh, came here for a summer semester and then wound up with some financial issues and had to uh, get a scholarship to continue college. And we were able to help him get on with Larry at LSUA, and he set out that year, and he's had a really good career. So that's the kind of players that he has. He's got a young man from Northside that's on the team. Uh, he's got another player from Arnoldville. So there, there's going to be three or four local guys here, and they'll be excited to come and play at the – Cajun Dome this week. They're seven and two. He lost him by three yesterday at halftime in Nacogdoches. Wound up losing by about a dozen. But uh, they got a good team. They'll be bigger, more athletic than LSUS, and they'll shoot a ton of three-point shots. 
So they're going to be fun to watch too. Well, I hope they're not too fun. Well, I don't. I don't want to be too fun. But, no, I, but I'm with you. But no, they've got a good club, and they're going to do well in in uh, the Red River Conference. That Red River Conference, um, it's got the two Louisiana schools, and it's got a, a lot of schools in East Texas. It's a it's a relatively compact league, is it not? Yes, and very competitive, and it's been a good basketball league. Well, all right, we'll get a chance to see the Generals coming up on um, uh, tomorrow night. That game, of course, will get underway at 6 o'clock. We will have the broadcast for you starting at 5.30 from our brand-new perch at the top of Level 1. You know, Dan McDonald, um, of course, is going to do the ESPN Plus uh, telecast tomorrow, but I think he's going to be down courtside. But, you know, he asked uh, oh, he's going to be up to, except on the other side, and, and he said, how was the vantage point from where you were? And the only problem I had was LSUS their uniforms because their numbers were what I call inverted numbers in that they had purple tops with purple numerals trimmed in gold and they were not easy to see from up there. But a normal basketball team with normal uniforms and normal numbers, I don't think it's going to be a big deal up there. Yeah, that's it's, uh, hard to see those numbers, Jay. I remember when... Uh, I was at Sam Houston. We'd played McNeese, and McNeese used to wear numbers that you couldn't see on film, you know, black and and blue. Somehow their uniforms are real dark, and it's hard on video to, to see that. But when I came up the other day to do the post game with you and Matt Sullivan later, I'd never even been on in the Cajun Dome. I didn't know it, it existed. I didn't either. But when we got up there and you and I were talking, Jacoby Gordon was out shooting so I could see a little bit of action, and it, it looked like a pretty good vantage point. I don't think it's really any higher than going to Little Rock or Texas State. I mean, you've done post game with me from both of those places. I don't see where it's a whole lot higher than that, and we're at midcourt, so it's not yeah, all that bad. May, maybe just a tad, but it's a, it's a good view. It's just something a little different for you. Absolutely different, and, you know, the only thing that I'm not going to like about it is when stuff happens downstairs on the court where there's a question or maybe, you know, sitting right there next to you guys, if there's a, a if there's an issue, I can usually tell what it is. Either I've seen it or I've seen your reaction to it. It's going to be a little tougher from up there, but. Yeah, we miss you having, having you down next to us and, and Coach Murphy and we see you peer into the huddle and listen a little bit, and, and, and certainly you do know us well enough when, when something's not right or something that's going on, you may have the lead on it. Okay, you're uh, Saturday, and, and I say this every year, I am so glad these teams are playing. Um, you know, there are many, many years uh, early in my uh, tenure broadcasting Cajun games that whether it was on television or, or on the radio, there's something about Louisiana Tech, and there and there's always been something about Louisiana Tech, and this goes back to the days of Mike Green and Bo Lamar back in the early 70s. It has been a wonderful rivalry over the years. For several years, the teams didn't play, but you and Mike White got together, worked out a series. Eric Conkle uh, took over for Mike White when Mike went to Florida. He's continued the series. You're playing again, and... Um, I know you like that series. And Coach Conkle said the same thing. He said, look, these teams need to play each other. And it's a it's an easy trip if you're going up to Ruston or, or if they're coming down. It's um, it's tech. It's fun. Yeah, it's our uh, most played in-state series, if I remember correctly. So it's, it's one to reestablish and know that you've spoken with Eric on occasion. And he's been all about it. He's a, he's a, he's a, a good young coach. And, 
will bring a really good team in here, and, and uh, just like he did a couple of years ago. So we're, we're excited to play those guys. And you know what I haven't done? I haven't started to do any work on Louisiana Tech yet. I know they had a tough game against LSU the other night, but, uh, you know, Tech, they're always athletic. They usually got a couple guys who can shoot it, and uh, I, I'm, I'm sure that this is no different. No, they've got good guard play, Jay. They, they lost a few guys, but uh, they, they've got one guard from Louisiana, uh, local guy again, uh, Caleb Ledoux. Uh, and then they started off at McNeese and transferred up there. And then the, he's got some good players. The rest of his guards are from Arkansas, Dallas. And uh, they got a young man that we recruited a little bit named uh, Kenny Lofton. Uh, that, uh, does, he, does he hit from the left side? No, he, he doesn't. He's about 6'7", about 275. And he's, he's a lefty. He reminds you of Justin Miller a little bit inside. He can really score the ball. Good player. Really good player from uh, – out of Texas over in the uh, Golden Triangle region of Southeast Texas. So they've got a good team, and they didn't play well yesterday against LSU, but they'll, we'll get their best shot on Saturday. Well, and hopefully they'll get your best shot too um, because it's, that's kind of what should happen when the two teams get together. They should be, they should be ready because, uh, you know, I think, uh, like I said, the fan base that goes back a ways, there's something about uh, the Bulldogs, and especially if they were – Okay, if they wear the powder blue, it brings you back to Mike Green and Carl Malone and all those guys. But there's um, there's just something about when you when you play them. I think it gets the the, the fans' juices flowing, and uh, you know they they've gotten you the last couple of years. In fact, uh, I want to say they gave you they've given you your only home loss non-conference against a state school. Uh, I, th- I want to say in Sully's notes, 29 and one or something like that, and the loss was to Tech. Uh, a couple of years ago, so yeah, that was that was a game two years ago, Jay. After we had won up there and won the conference, dominated the league, and and then came back. And uh, the first two minutes of that game, Jakeen and Gant went out with a bad back, and, right? And boy, Tech just pounced on us. We fell down double figures in the first half, and they had a really good team. We could never make the comeback. And then last year, right before we go up there, we learned that Kobe Julian's out. And uh, it really hurt us last year. So we expect a good game from those guys, and, and we're looking forward to competing on Saturday. Speaking of out, of course, uh, you've, got, you've got three players that are going to be out for quite some time, but you got Jacoby Gordon back. How's everybody else physically as you go into play this week? Doing good. Their uh, rehab is, is, is going well with the guys that are out. They're, they're making strides and uh, still have a targeted day to come back. And, Hopefully, uh, we'll get all those guys back sometime end of January. Uh, but the uh, the rest of the team's in good shape. Uh, we've got a couple of minor uh, bruises, nicks, nothing nothing out of the ordinary, though. I, um, you know, I, we were talking about some of your newcomers, and I neglected the name Isaiah Richards, who played uh, in the second half against uh, LSUS, and he's the guy who kind of, uh, he's your third guy in that rotation of the at the four and five spot. And, um He's going to get better. He's just a freshman. Uh, but you see flashes here and there. He's a, he's a big guy, and he's an aggressive ball player. He had a really good game, uh, gave us good minutes, Jay, against uh, Baylor and did the same against UNO, got buckets in both those games. And the other night uh, I held him out of the first half and then second half, like you said with Jacoby Gordon earlier, because of the size differential, they were so small that uh, he didn't get to play very often but he's working hard and and uh getting better as a player and going against uh 
Theo every day in practice helps them both. It helps Isaiah, and he gets frustrated because Theo's so long. But I said, that's helping you, and you're helping him. And they're a good pair, and Theo's trying to take him under his wing a little bit. You had three guys with double-doubles the other night. Malik Wilson got the last rebound of the game, which got him to 10. Uh, and, of course, Malik had the big game against UNO, had a huge second half and really, you know, helped you win the, that game, but then had a, a double-double the other night. And so you had three guys with double-figure points and rebounds. And one of the things that you said before the game is you had class, you did that. Yeah, and we'll need to do that again in, in this game coming up against LSUA. It, it's going to be difficult because they're bigger and more athletic, but we need to, to attack those guys on the glass and limit them to one shot, and then we need to get multiple shots on the offensive end. And You were talking about the double-doubles, Jay. I think Matt had told us earlier there's only second time in school history maybe that we'd had three guys with double-double. So The eighth time. Eighth time, I'm sorry. Because uh, I started to say I knew we had a few back in the day with Sean and Bryce and those guys. And Cedric was a couple of rebounds and a bucket away from from getting a, a fourth one. So that would have been quite quite interesting if we'd been able to do that. Eight times in a hundred and something years of basketball doesn't happen very often. No, it, it doesn't. And uh, it's, it's a credit to our guys and, and their stuff in the stat sheet a little bit. We know Malik can do that. And he also got recognized this week as a uh, finalist for the Lou Henson Award from College Insider, which is a national player of the year. He's one of 50 players up for that award. So that's quite an, quite an achievement for a young sophomore. We are scheduled to have Coach Gary Broadhead uh, come up next. I haven't seen Coach. Hopefully he's here, so don't leave because I may need you. It's Louisiana Basketball Live with Bob Marlin. Go to women's basketball if Coach uh, Broadhead is here, and if not, we'll continue to talk men's basketball. We're here at Pete's on Johnston Street. It's Louisiana Basketball Live from Learfield IMG College. <laughs> 